Hello, beautiful people. All right. Well, today is Sunday, February 27th, 2022. And I am so happy to be here with you. Um, thank you for listening and thank you for just being here with me. I have been uh, starting this podcast and this podcast has been part of my healing journey and my growing journey. And um, it's basically a platform for me to share how things have been going through this transition of me moving from West Coast to East and all the fun things that are happening, the challenging that are things that may be occurring and finding joy in the midst of it all. So on my previous podcast, New Year, New Things, I shared about some of the yeah new things, hence in the title, that I will be uh, partaking in. And 2022 is the year for me that represents completion. So one of those things that I did share is that I started a book crew, book club uh, with a couple girlfriends and I, and we are reading Feeding the Soul by Tabitha Brown. Auntie Tab, look, I don't even like, I, I, I don't even know how to explain in a very elaborate way besides a basic way here saying Tabitha Brown really is a blessing to me. I can't speak on behalf of, of others, but the joy that exuberates through her book and the wisdom that pours into my soul from reading this book um, is quite remarkable. So Tabitha Brown, shout out to you. Thank you for writing this book. And me and my, my friends have been enjoying reading it. And uh, for the next couple of series, it will be me recapping this book called Feeding the Soul by Tabitha Brown. So feel free to jump on it and buy you this book because I promise you that it is worth it. Um, it has humor. It has um, it has wisdom. It has uh, amazing recipes. Um, and just again, it's not just. Uh, a book where you know it just scrapes the surface it really goes she dives in about her life about some of the struggles and how she has uh, maintained her faith and also how she has grown in her faith and her belief not only um, in herself but you could see through through it all she has build a stronger faith in God. Anyway, so um, here we were, uh, I think it was last week Sunday. Yeah, last week Sunday was my first meeting with my friends for my book crew. Now I joke around about this. I'm like, why people ain't never invite me to a damn book book study, book club, um, what y'all, y'all think I can't read. I do like reading. Um, but side note, I'd have been invited at least once but it's only once okay and this actually led me to start my own uh book crew (laughs) so I step back and say I'm sorry uh to my homegirl who thinks that I forgot that she invited me to her book club you totally did and I appreciate you um but anyway so I had my first book um 
crew meeting and we dove in. So um, that was a recap for chapter one. I think the introduction, then chapter one to two. And for this podcast, we're going to talk about chapter one through three. But I'm really going to focus on chapter three because um, I think it's really insightful for those of us who are holding back on our dreams because we're so fixated on the fear of, of doing things alone. Um, so anyways, uh, our first meeting, we met and we talked virtually, excuse me, not meeting in person, but you know, we met virtually because pandemic is still happening. However, a lot of things are being lifted, which I'm excited about, I think. I don't know. Um, so anyway, so we, we, met, we met and we talked about ch- chapters one to two and the introduction. And her introduction alone uh, was basically talking about um, her story, but also how to how to just how to get through um, fear and how to show empathy for people. Um, and it talks about you know how everyone has their own journey and she highlighted in the introduction don't let fear keep you bound to an identity that was never yours and you know when we go through a trauma or when we go through not or when we go through a trauma big or small no one's here to really to 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 weigh uh the measurement of trauma but we all go through it and when fear kicks in sometimes it makes us wear this armor that that isn't truly us. It's just the circumstances where we had to adapt. And in that sense, we tend to get lost in in our fear and in the doubt of our own abilities. And I love how some of her like really short quotes are just so it just marinates, right? It just marinates, <sighs> marinates the heart like, yo. Don't let fear bound you to become, to, to, to form an identity that isn't yours. Um, and then chapter one, oh my gosh, she had me dying in chapter one, but I also was crying at the same time. It was, a, it was just an emotional roller coaster in this book. And she gives us the freedom. She says in her introduction, cry if you need to, that's your business. Um, laugh, cause she, she started off with doing comedy. Uh, since she was a kid and that was something uh, where she she started to find herself was through comedy I think her dad gave her like a comedy book and stuff and she would be at like cookouts and doing jokes and stuff which is so cute because uh, one of my best friends nephew is into comedy and I went to a a Christmas uh, Christmas winter break or whatever and spent it with her and her family in Canada and to see how they supported this little boy uh, dreams to be a comedian and just I mean the joy that was just spread within that time that we were in Canada it was amazing and I am here for adults letting kids explore their dreams and finding who they are Um, we need, uh, more platforms within our households and within our families to let kids really be kids and find their own voices. 
side note, my thought, I'm also an educator, so I really am an advocate for kids really voicing their thoughts and opinions in a safe environment and also, you know, not not being reckless, but I just think it is important for kids to voice their, their thoughts and opinions. Anyway, so chapter one, um, it talks about, she was talking about the, the gifts that we have and she, she talked about one of the gifts that she had that she was ashamed of. And I think it was in the lines of like dreaming or having visions of things and how it kind of came off the reason why she was ashamed of it is because it came off like you know spooky and weird let's be real uh that can't be that um but she felt like when she put parts of her dreams or her gifts away she lost part of her identity and I understand what that's like to hide parts of who you are, your talents, your gifts, and lose part of your identity. But then you just not only your identity, but also your purpose. I truly believe that we all have a purpose here on this earth. And us living on this earth is our goal is to find our purpose and to live in our purpose and to succeed and thrive in our purpose. We may have uh moments or seasons of failing but um our goal is to be successful in our purpose and touch others lives through our gifts and talents um because if not like what are we here for you know what i'm saying um anyway so it was it was insightful chapter one it was really good talking to the ladies about it and one of the questions that came up um from our our meeting was uh how are you prepping yourself or being purposeful in your gifts and i thought that was a great question that came up in our discussion because Sometimes we ha- we know we have these talents or gifts and we just kind of keep it in our head and sometimes it slips out and people notice it, you know what I mean? Um, but if we don't put the work in, we don't get to live in it. It can't just be in our heads. It needs to be in action. And in everything that we do, we have to, we have to plow um, we have to invest, we have to work at our gifts so that we can um, be better, so that we can live in our dreams, that we can make our dreams come true, literally. It's not just gonna, it's not going to happen just because we have faith. We have to work at our faith and work at our, at our dreams in order for us to succeed. So it was a great chapter. It was really cool. Um, I think for me, that chapter alone, I was like, hold on to your dreams and believe that they will come true. They are the gifts from God that God has given you. Um, So it was nice. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, Chapter two was basically talking about to to fix you first. You know what I'm saying? You can't be... 
that person that's telling everybody what they need to do with their business, but you need to mind your own, literally mind your own, fix your own situation um, because it is your own gift, your own talent, your own business that you're starting. And I love that she highlighted that her dad at 65 decided to open up a barbershop. And it's never too late. I think that was the part that stood out to me for chapter two. She was just highlighting that it doesn't matter how old you are or how uh, how long this process has taken for your dreams to be a reality. The, the, the purpose of, of, of minding our own business is to not give up, to have hope and to work at it and find um find the find the joy but find the satisfaction um despite where things have been hard or tough to get to where you are now so having her dad start a barbershop because he always had that dream to do it and starting at 65 was remarkable Um, And it resonated with me because my grandmother decided to open up a restaurant at the age 70. And she's she's an amazing cook. She's an amazing entrepreneur. um, And she uses her restaurant to, to do ministry and to connect with people and give people opportunities that wouldn't have had the opportunity before to um, really start over and do better in their lives. So I totally got that and I loved it. And she also talks about her struggle in terms of like, you know, she always knew she was going to be an actor, but you know, things were rough that, you know, she wasn't getting things right away and um, it wasn't happening as fast as she thought it would. And that for me, is where I'm at right now. I knew I was supposed to move back to the East Coast. I knew I'm, I am um, supposed to start my own um, childcare um, business. I know that this is a, a gift of mine that I'm passionate about uh, to work with young children. Um, and I knew that I was gonna have my own home. I was no longer going to pay rent. Um, But I also thought that things will be up and running much faster and much sooner than I thought. And I had to learn how to, and I'm still learning, how to give myself grace and compassion. Because, sis, it's only been a year. It hasn't even been a year yet. Okay? But, you know, the uh, (laughs) go-getter in me is all like, this is taking too long. So I'm learning how to be patient and how to allow these moments of um, processing and waiting, um, learn how to actually dive into that so that I can be better equipped for when my business is going to be up and running. Now, chapter three, I love it. I love it. So chapter three wasn't like oh new news to me mainly because um I have been on this journey thus far but it was a great reminder and she says for chapter three the 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 title of chapter three is everyone can't go now I 
looked at the title of this um, chapter and I was all like, yeah, of course. Not everyone can go because we ain't. I've been a solo person for a minute. You know, I'm the only child for my mom. I'm one that's 16 for my dad. But for the most part, I've always been an adventurous person. And I think that's the way that my mom raised me. But I also just think that's the way God made me. Understand? So, and I grew up with lots of cousins. Like, it's, it's enough of us, all right? There's so many. There's just so many family members around all. At the time, at the time, it was all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even though I was my mom's only child and growing up on my mother's side of the family, I had enough cousins. So, I didn't really grow up actually feeling like I was an only child, if that makes sense. Um, and then I had my siblings from my dad's side, in which my mom was very adamant that I grow up knowing um, my dad's side of the family, which is completely a blessing. Um, so, <laughs> it says everyone can't go. And it's true. I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast on my own. My mom flew me there. So she she went with me, but she couldn't stay. Like it wasn't, this wasn't her journey to take when I moved to California. And that, that journey in itself was me finding out who I was meant to be in God. You know what I'm saying? So I did this internship in Aptos, California. And, um... I was part of a church community out there of the coastlands and it was a life-changing experience but only I could have gone on this journey by myself and at that time I was struggling with a lot of anger and depression and I needed I needed to go I needed to leave (laughs) Um, my family dynamic uh, because it wasn't healthy and I didn't feel like I was Um, I was living in my truth. I didn't feel like I was, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know. I had all these talents and I felt like people saw it and knew it, but I just, I felt like there was more than just me being a good singer or a great dancer, um, uh, or doing fashion shows. Like, it was just one of those things where it's like, there must be more than this. And I need to figure it out because I'm in a very dark place. And in order for me to embrace the light, um, I got to move. I got to go. I literally need to get up and go. Um, And that journey in itself was one that I took on my own. Some of my family members and my friends did not understand it and did not agree with it. But that was their business and this was mine. It was time for Talisha to get up, get out, and find her own way. And it was rough. One, Santa Cruz barely got black people. Let's be all the way 100. I was like one out of, what, two in in Aptos, uh, Santa Cruz County. I think they had, um, yeah, they had a college uh, there, Santa Cruz College. Um, but even there, barely had any black people. So... Coming from the melting pot of New York, okay, um, or just even just the East Coast North area, we we got a variety. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it was uh, uncomfortable to say the least. Uh, but still, I was very okay 
with uh, me being me. You know, I never had that issue of uh, being my authentic self. Um, I was I'm, I was never a timid person around any person or different of race or culture. Um, so that didn't bother me, but there was little familiarity that was surrounding me, uh, which became uncomfortable. Um, but I think I needed to be in that environment so that I could dive deeper into what my purpose is without being attached to the customs of family and traditions of family only. So I had to leave. Um, and I needed to change in order to find myself. Uh, I did not stay in Santa Cruz that long, but you know, I, it, at some point I did feel like the vibes of everyone there, it was my vibe. It was something I connected with. Um, and I've created and I've established amazing relationships where these people will forever be like spiritual family or extended family for me. So forever grateful for that um, and very happy that I did make that move and know that it was only me alone that needed to go on this journey to really find myself and find my purpose. Um, so she said something here in this book where I did, I did highlight it. Are you guys one of those people that writes in your books? I am. Okay. Cause I need to highlight things. And there was moments like I'm reading out loud because one, um, I'm trying to do better with reading out loud, uh, instead of just to myself, because when having students, you're constantly reading out loud to them. So um, anyways, I was reading out loud and I caught myself like, all right, tab, auntie tab, Lord have mercy, auntie tab, saving lives, saving lives, saving lives, saving lives. So she starts off uh, like maybe two pages in on uh, everyone can't go chapter three. She goes, and here's the major part of this. Once you understand that there are some things you are going to have to do on your own. Make peace with that. Don't allow it to rip you up inside. Don't even build narratives around why you don't have anyone to walk alongside you in any particular season of your life. Just move forward. Because if you sit around waiting on somebody to save you, help you, partner with you, walk with you, or hold your hand, you might just miss the blessing that could have only come by the changes and chances that you took while leaping into your destiny. Hello. Hey, hey, <laughs> she said, oh, she said, don't focus on why there's seasons in your life where you have to be doing things on your own. Why? Why, people? Why? She said, because 
if you sit around waiting for somebody to save you, okay, to help you, to partner with you, walk with you, hold your hand, if you sit around waiting for this, you just might miss the blessing that could have only come by the changes and chances that you took while leaping into your destiny. I say, amen, 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 amen. Bless Tapsa Brown God. She's dropping gems in her book. Amen. Now, this is not me uh, forcing religion or faith on anyone, but this is also just me who I am. Like there's moments where I be breaking out in gospel or, you know, Negro spirituals. And um, this was a moment here because it's true. It's true. Sometimes we get so stuck waiting for someone to do something with us that we miss out on the chances of us living in our destiny. If I didn't take that chance to just go, to leave the East Coast, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I still brought my ass right back here to the East Coast because I have love and I have appreciation for the people in this community here. You know what I'm saying? But I couldn't have experienced that Unless I had left. My family couldn't come with me. Because California too damn expensive. Alright. Alright. Um, and this was a journey that I had to do on my own. And um, she goes. Uh, we come into the world separately. Even if you are one of the twins. You exit the womb by yourself. By yourself. This means we, there are times when, yes, we do things in communities and there are times when God calls us to walk our path with nothing but our trust in him and a determination to finish. Determination is key. Mm, 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 mm. So she goes in and she talks about how she wanted to do this because she'd been having a lot of migraines and a lot of health issues. So she wants to do this plant-based vegan situation, which we all know top of the brown for being the uh, plant-based vegan uh, mom. Like this is how I started to know her, right? Because even for me, when I was in my early 20s, I had to eliminate dairy. So I went on a vegan diet myself for two years. I'm not on a vegan diet now. I'm not going to lie to you. But I went on a vegan diet for two years. And it was mainly plant-based uh, produces and stuff that I was using uh, due to amazing produces that are in California. I must say we are very, we were, I was very spoiled, okay, with the fresh produces out there in these streets. Um, so uh, I lost my train of thought. Yes, sorry. So she goes about having this uh vegan uh diet that she wants to do and she wants to do a 30-day challenge and she talks to her husband and her kids and they're like all right we in we in and she's noticed that towards the end of the challenge coming to an end the the um the benefits that and the differences she was feeling in her body and she told her hubby like baby 
like I think we should continue doing this and he was all like honey I'm happy for you but this is not this is not for me this is not what I'm about to do but you should you know go for it you do your thing and um <laughs> and I was like I get that like uh, I love his honesty and I love that he's supporting her, but like not, not, not joining her the whole time. So that was part of one of the journeys where she had to continue this vegan, um, diet, um, f- uh, for herself. Right. And also where she dove in in creating different recipes and stuff like that that benefits not the nutritionally not only for herself but also for her family um the amazing mom that she is and wife that she is bless her heart anyway so um my lip just popped you heard that I did too um anyway so she goes in and she talks about how eventually um hubby joined in and the family joined in and whatever down the road but it's not only the good journeys that we have to go on our own, but it's also, unfortunately, the sad ones and the, the ones that are grieving journeys. And we're left to grapple with the pain of loss in the time of isolation. And I, I, I agree with that. Um, one of the reasons why I started doing uh, podcasts and why I started to do photography, journaling, and why I started to do like um, uh, blogging about food and stuff like that was because I had to make a choice through my grieving and after going through my grieving to uh, find things that brought me joy um, and live in my purpose and live in my gift of of my creativity so the grieving part I wasn't I I was isolated I needed to go through this part because everyone grieves differently and not everyone will understand and I can't be upset if people not understanding to what depth um of grief I'm going through and it's also it's 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 my responsibility not theirs uh, to, to go through grieving in a healthy way, but also choose to go through healing instead of just being stuck in the grieve, grieving part of things. So I went through that on my own. And at the end of it all, I knew that this journey in this part of my life, I was meant um to carry on my own, my burden to carry on my own so that it could re, re, redefine me, right? And equip me um, for the future, you know? Um, so I am going to end with this part here that she says in chapter three. And I really hope that this resonates with you. And... Uh, <laughs> And I also hope that you guys are enjoying this uh, podcast, Um, even if it's just one person, I don't care. I just, I feel like it's important for me to share it because this is great 
gems to walk away with. So wherever you are in life, um, whatever stage, whatever path or journey that you are on, I think it's really important that we learn to be okay with ourselves. And while there is greatness in support and community and networking, at the end of the day, we have to make the choices on our own to move forward in our purpose and in our dreams. Uh, It is our responsibility for our own (laughs) dreams to come true. So she goes, I highlighted a couple of sections. I'm just kind of like putting it all together, right? She goes, it's not just the lovely dream journeys we might take alone. Sometimes it's the hard ones and the sad ones too. And collectively, they all refine us. They make us better humans. And everyone can't go. We must remember us we must remind ourselves that not everybody is equipped to come along on our journey. And I'm gonna leave it there. Sometimes we get so stuck <laughs> on having to bring everybody with us. But I was talking to my homegirl today, not today, yesterday, and we were driving and we we're both fairly new to the area. And I was telling her, the worst feeling is when you have a partner or have someone with you and you doing the work for both of them, right? Both people. I think it's the worst feeling because then it's like, what are you here for? What benefits (laughs) are being brought to the table or brought to our relationship if you aren't contributing, I feel like in this comment, it resonates with me because not everyone's equipped to go on the same journey with you. And it's okay. So we can't be both illiterate and trying to get to a destination. You know what I'm saying? We can't be driving somewhere and one person, you know, unable to see while you trying to, you know, also figure out what that sign says. Right, we can't go on a trail and you got the map, but the other person don't have the water or the food for you to snack on, or even the the proper shoes. That's how you get burnt out. That's how you get discouraged from your dreams. That's how you get in financial debt. Okay, that's how relationships burn. Not everyone is meant to come with you. Not everybody can go. You are responsible for you. And don't be discouraged if you find yourself at times in your journey alone. It's meant to refine you. So. Talking about refining and all that stuff. Of course, I I hung up with my homegirls and we went to... (laughs) I'm obsessed with this place. I swear to you, every time somebody comes, I'm taking them to this place. As I know, I don't get 
any type of pay or anything for shouting out these places. It's just who I am. I like to be uh, a resource, okay? I like to be a bridge. I went to Nick's Fish House there in Baltimore. <laughs> Good morning, Baltimore. Anybody watch Hairspray? Anyways, so uh, went to Baltimore and went to Nick's Fish House. Love it. Uh, consistently the best crab cakes. Now, everybody who knows of Maryland in general, they are known for their crab cakes, and it's not an exaggeration. It, it's it's the truth. All right, all right. If you want some meaty, thick crab cakes, okay, that is consistently freaking delicious. Just consistently every day, Monday through Sunday, it's consistently delightful you better catch yourself at nick's fish house okay i could speak on behalf of the crab cakes i could speak on behalf of the um the mac and cheese popping over there too i ain't gonna front i could speak on behalf of one of their special dishes it comes seasonally but it is stuffed potatoes seafood seafood stuffed potatoes okay it got your clams you got your crab meat in there. You got this creamy, buttery sauce cheese sauce with some cheese and some, um, you got the shrimps in there and you got some, some, uh, broccoli. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell I'm a foodie, right? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. Next fish, fish house. It'd be saving lives. Okay. It'd be saving taste buds. It'd be saving spirits. It just, it just be saving everything because it's delightful. It's absolutely delicious and it will change your life. So if you want your life to be changed, you better go to Nick's Fish House. You better get you some crab cakes. If you're not allergic, please understand. Yeah, when I say crab cake, that is a shellfish, people. It's, it's just stuffed. Like there's no breading. No breading. Okay, you might have a little bit of like soft shell in there sometimes. But it's okay because I just chew through it and just take it. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, all that to say best crab cakes i've had thus far and i've tried multiples of places and a lot of places are good i will list it in the link below um and uh let you know how it goes uh when i find another spot that can can top it okay because out here in maryland oh jesus these crab cakes is everything everything so I took my homegirl there. It was her second time trying crab cake and she was in heaven. You know what I'm saying? All right. If food was heaven, it would be them crab cakes from, from uh, Nick's Fish House. Lord have mercy. Anyways, so I'm going to end here. I hope you guys enjoyed my recap of chapter one through three um, for the book called Feeding the Soul by Tabitha Brown. And I look forward to continue these um the series with you and yeah thanks for joining me on miss t's journeys i'll talk to y'all later bye